0: It's going to feel real good, all right? Most dope. Everybody, please put a thumb in the air. Hey. Hey everybody, how you doing?
1: Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of Funny Games for the evening. And it's all right and it's coming on. We gotta get right back to where we started from. That's right, my Isles, my New York Islanders, have tied the series at three. We're going to Tampa for a game seven. We're going to get into that and a whole lot more on this episode of BSH Radio. So let's lead it off, as we always do. With the introductions, let's start things off
2: with Charlie O'Connor. Okay, so breaking news here, because this would be quite possibly the funniest thing ever. Pierre Lebrun just tweeted something that is truly incredible. A dick pic? One name that is surfaced as a possibility for the head coach job with Expansion Seattle is that of Dave Hackstall, the former Flyers head coach, no! who was assistant coach with the Maple please. Leafs this past season.
3: Oh my god. Hell yeah. Oh my god. Do it! Please. Do this it crack content
0: that I crave.
3: I feel like, like Namita has to be in the front office like Ron, please listen to me. Listen to me. Don't do this.
1: My crops, they're dying. <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: oh, oh, this no. is.
1: This is I better men than drugs.
3: They really don't learn a single lesson ever in their lives.
1: I'm, like, of all the names, this is better than drugs. <laughs> I, 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 like, Dave fucking Hackstall? I, Charlie, you made my whole day. <laughs> Please, God. Like, I'm watching, I'm watching the Vegas Golden Knights in the final four for, like, the third time in their four-year existence or whatever the hell it is. And... You know we don't have to worry about that if fucking Seattle hires Dave Axler. You know it it would oh, be extremely Jesus.
2: it would be extremely Philadelphia though if like he became a great coach there, like how like fucking um the the guy who was the Phillies manager, Kapler, how like his team's doing really well this year. It would be so Philadelphia if like a guy who was objectively poor at his job in Philadelphia suddenly becomes good elsewhere. There's. Terry Francona. Fans have already
3: decided that there's Flyers fans that have already decided that Dave Hacksaw was actually good, and it was the team and the players that were bad. So just Terry
0: Francona, Craig Berube, it's just it's a a long and John great Stevens. history.
1: But there's no Andy Reid. like Terry Fran- Terry Francona like you know what he did leave Kurt Schilling in games. He didn't let me pitch. Like there's no fucking way. I don't believe in a higher power, but if he's up there, there's a 0% chance God would allow Dave Hackstall to have success in the NHL. There's
0: none. It's a sure thing now. There's,
3: n- there's no way. <laughs> well, the problem is that now he's been, Ron inserted him into the group, the closed group of players that be con- that can be considered for a head coaching job.
1: He's one there's, of the 200, yeah. Now
3: he's one of the guys, like those are the only guys you can pick from. So now that he's had a head coaching job, he can be a head coach again. Doesn't matter how bad he was. He got to pick one of those guys. So we can thank Ron Hextall for this. Thanks
2: I am anything. stunned. Oh. It, it looks like they're going to hire him. It is him.
3: very stunning.
2: I am That's, stunned. Like, this is,
3: is this really going to happen?
2: Dave, like, what if he has Dave, success? Dave, Dave, Dave. All the insiders are tweeting it. Like, this is going to happen. If
3: he. I'm going if to he, die.
1: Say they have like a good. I'm not saying they go to the Stanley Cup Final as an expansion team or whatever. Say they have success. Does it further change your view of this era of Flyers hockey? Like, are they even more of a, a failures because this guy did something? No. I, no. I mean, it's possible yeah, like that he's he's
2: the one. It's possible that, like, he could get better as a coach. You know, sometimes coaches, the first go around, you know, aren't very good. And then they do some soul searching and improve and actually do a better job their second time. Maybe he could do that. But, man, he wasn't that good here.
1: If a GM doesn't give him Chris Vandevelde and Andrew McDonald, I suppose he could show great signs of improvement. Like if they just don't have bad players for him to fall yeah. in love with, like his last night i will it's the funniest thing ever like the uh the and we've already spent way too much goddamn time on this, but <laughs> it's pretty big <laughs> it's news, sure. the okay fucking, it's
2: pretty like it's the day yeah, no cool it
1: it really is like the Latera for limblom scratch on his final oh night, Oh my God like, I will never stand,
2: never like, forget that
1: his like Custer's last stand, <laughs> him fucking scratching he died. Limblom for Laterra on that- like, he, he, yeah, he, he died, died as he lived. On that
2: hill. Like, he died as he lived.
1: That's legitimately <laughs> scratching that's, that's good players man for bad leader. ones. A principal legitimately, man. the hill he died on was Laterra for Limblom. Like, uh, there's just no way. Ooh. There's no way. God. He can't possibly be good.
3: Best sport. <laughs> can't worst possibly leave. be good
1: all-star along the boards.
3: The, actually, it's Claude Drew's fault Dave Hackstall is bad. <laughs> well, that's true.
1: Well, that's gonna be my take, like a month into this season when they're <laughs> fucking undefeated. I but. just I,
2: I think the the mind-boggling part for me is how many objectively good head coaches are available. Like he's right he's, he's right there. And Gallant was there. Like, yeah, yeah he got yeah. hired recently, but like they could have went for him. Like, yeah, he's with the Rangers now, but Seattle could have hired him a month ago. They could have before the Rangers decided to, like, wish blow up their entire organization.
1: I wish everybody listening could see the look of pure shock and joy on Charlie's face. It's like he just it's like he was just given a car for Christmas or like it's 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 absolutely beautiful. All right. We have to move along because I could do two hours on this. Um. The fly-by-herself, Kelly Hinkle.
3: I'm glad you mentioned your new favorite team, the New York Islanders, because I am just... Uh, I'm so tired of NHL <laughs> officiating. It, it's its Hate. easy to blame refs for Hate things. Hate the game,
1: not the player.
3: Here's the thing, though. Why not both? It's, yeah, exactly. It's become abundantly clear that the whole reason why we have to sit through this tough guys win in the playoffs, not skill players narrative every single fucking year is because the refs let the skill players get mugged and injured and cross-checked in the head and they let the tough guys do their gritty nonsense and don't call anything Uh. in the name of game management, which we're told they're not supposed to be doing. And it's just... At this point, if your playoffs are going on, you're in the not conference finals of your playoffs, and the <laughs> only thing that people are talking about on social media are the officials. Like you've got a problem, NHL. And I just ignore just it. Be, I, well, yeah, but it, it just, I am look, like
1: the I am like the officials. I just yes, I don't give a fuck.
3: Like it's almost like. <laughs> What is the point of getting a bunch of good players? You'll have a very good regular season because they might call penalties then. But then when you get into the playoffs, your good players aren't allowed to be good anymore because that's not fair to the bad team. It doesn't make any I sense. I mean,
1: listen, I agree. And I think this league no, no, has no, no, a no, lot. No, just, stop. just stop. No, this league, this <laughs> league does make a lot of mistakes in that regard. However... Tampa Bay is in the final four for the fifth time in seven years. Would we all agree that they are an incredibly skilled team?
3: Of course they are. And the, the better team doesn't always win in hockey. That is one of the best things. However.
1: Yeah, there's a goalie. Lots of dumb shit happens goalies. You regardless. shouldn't
3: have the refs. The refs' goal in a playoff game shouldn't be to even out the talent of the two teams on the ice by letting the bad one do more penalties than the good one. Like, that's not how it should be. If if Tampa Bay is so much better than the Islanders that their skilled players just knock them out completely, that's how it goes. But you got to call the penalties. And it's not even just, like, little stuff. We're not even talking about, like, little slashes or little hooking things or minor interference. We're talking cross-checks to the face no, yeah, on there's... a regular basis. It's getting <laughs> a little silly.
1: There's shit that people get thrown out for going on regularly. Like, (laughs) the ref's just looking at it. I will never. The the gloved punch with the ref staring at it. Like, I will just (laughs) never get over Wayne Simmons being assessed. It was revoked, but Wayne Simmons was assessed a match penalty for knocking Ryan McDonough the fuck out with a gloved punch. And it just happens all the time and nothing happens. It's just silly. Uh, But, like, I guess, listen. It's not the Islanders' fault that that's the way the game is called. Like, is it wrong? Yes, but it is the truth, so they do it. I, Matt Barzell's incredibly skilled. He's out there making things happen. He's the one. He's the one. And that voice you just heard, I want a short skirt and a Steve jacket. <laughs> it's Steve Jaco. Boom, Kelly, I think that's actually
0: the philosophy the Broad Street Bullies were
1: founded on:
0: was get away with yeah. whatever the hell you can
1: let's yeah, just get the fuck out of them uh, let's
3: yeah let's do that again because that'll definitely work
0: listen it's 1975 <laughs> and the flyers just need to get big i'll hang up and listen now wh- what i actually came here to say is i can't believe we're actually looking down the barrel of this montreal canadians new york islanders stanley cup final this is just mm. horrifying we're truly like, in the it's darkest gonna timeline. it's gonna happen and it's gonna suck like espn is just sweating bullets looking at this thinking about like well, actually, no. They it's all this bottoms it out for them to just grow the game from there.
3: The thing is, yeah, though, like, like the they're... Habs have been objectively fun. I think I think the Habs have been fun. They're fun. Like the the Islanders play boring hockey, except for Mark Barzell. But the Island—I mean the the Habs have been fun to watch. Yeah, I think
2: I think they've been they they play fast. I mean they had they've had to slow it down a little bit just because if they try to play fast against Vegas, Vegas will own them but i th- i think they're pretty fun. Yeah. And the Isles, as i said last week, like the thing with the Isles is is that when the Isles are playing well, they are playing fun. They're making the other team really boring, but they're playing they're playing a counterattacking game. The thing is is that if you want to beat the Isles, you have to be boring too. You just have to basically out-boring them and then the game is fucking unwatchable unless they give up eight goals, which was quite yeah, fun. Yeah.
1: Unless you open it up, unless you open it up for eight. I enjoyed that <laughs> well, well, immensely. the thing about it Here's the thing, it, this this series doesn't get decided on aggregate. It's only one game. They can just throw that in the fucking garbage can like they did and then win the next one and the series is even. And this is where I want to start today. It's it's these goddamn these goddamn playoffs which are just so fucking hilarious at this point. Like Steve said, we're getting Isles Canadiens and man, I tweeted it like when these two teams qualified for the final 4. But I thought there was no chance. I was like, okay, the party's over. They're running into Vegas. They're running into Tampa. It's all ha ha until you play the like two of the three actually elite teams in the fucking NHL, and Vegas eliminated the other the the third actually elite team. But no. The Habs have a three-two lead. Isles are up or the aisles are tied. We're gonna get this. Like, it's gonna be Habs and fucking Isles. I
2: I, st- I still don't think How? the Isles. Are going How to win is this seven. happening? I really don't. Gonna win I really don't think Senate. the Isles are going to win games. Yeah,
3: no doubt. I
1: I I wanna I wanna say that because like Tampa's the best team left, I think by far. Um, but why why would things work out now? Like this is this is, <laughs> this is the earth we live on. <laughs> like if we are gonna get the most ridiculous possible matchup and i think this is honestly it um I, I, i'm baffled i really am baffled i get that the game isn't called the right way in the playoffs i just still i still don't understand how we're here like now they have to be actually good teams and they're
2: doing it it's i mean what? like the, the fucking last night's game i like scott mayfield Scores like a ridiculous angle wrister. He's not good. Like Scott Mavio, How did that even happen? My
1: mind. <laughs> no, the announcer said like Barzell's name. Like I-, I wasn't looking when they scored. I was looking at my phone, obviously, because I live in there. Uh, <laughs> and the announcers, the announcer said Barzell's name like eight times during the replay. So I just assumed it was him who went fucking bar down.
2: And no, when they show the replay.
1: He made the play happen, but it was Scott fucking Mayfield. And, and of
2: course, the, <laughs> the irony, and this is like the, like, I want to punch myself in the face irony. Scott Mayfield's also the guy who on the first shift of the game injured Nikita Kucherov. And then the hockey gods <laughs> reward, fine, him, like reward him by giving him the game tying goal in ridiculous fashion. Like, yeah, we, we live in a world where there's absolutely no justice whatsoever and we're all going to fucking die alone.
1: So yes. the, uh, the biggest story coming out of the, uh, the, the huge victory at the old barn for my New York Islanders last night was uh, fans. It's, it's just so fun now. Like, <laughs> I have adopted them because Charlie and I argued about them.
3: That's a good enough but, reason funny, to be <laughs> yeah, honest. Yeah, it,
1: it, it really, it's, this is how I live my life. Um, the biggest story coming out of that game was fans throwing shit on the ice after a victory, which I found
2: hilarious.
1: Uh. Why was this such a big deal? Like,
2: who cares? Who cares? I know, in exactly. full on
0: beer cans while their own players well, were on the ice. That was a big fucking mistake, in my, my opinion. Like, what if you. nail Barcel in, in the head and then you lose game seven, you're God. gonna feel like a real asshole. Yeah.
2: It wouldn't be funny <laughs> it was if was a if real I saw possibility that like ironic. this. That-
0: There was a real possibility, like, they weren't, like, aiming. (laughs) Like, after you had 40 of those $7 Bud Lights, like, you can't really aim that well. I don't know. I thought it was stupid
1: as shit. I think it's stupid as hell to throw a full beer, like, drink your beer, dummy. (laughs) Well, that's true. I I understand, like, you know, beer, shower after a big victory. Like, I understand wanting to participate in the celebration. Throwing shit's a lot of fun. Uh, It does seem... Don't, a little silly. Don't do it when your players throw. are on the ice. Like that's what got me.
0: Like wait till they're off. Throw whatever the I, hell you was, want.
2: So I was a quizzo last night. So I wasn't like like checking Twitter a lot. Did a lot of people make the necessary joke of Wow, I'm, I'm shocked they shipped a bunch of Philadelphia fans up yep. there for this game because that's a necessary oh, joke that has to be made.
1: Yeah, obviously.
2: obviously. Let's
0: talk obviously. about the bracelets, nothing... guys. Let's get into the fucking bracelets. Like, give me a goddamn break. <laughs>
1: Yeah, It it appeared to be, like, it appeared to be a lot of, like, the Miller Lite aluminum cans, which seems dangerous. Right, that also, was what like, got me, like...
3: To, <laughs> you have to admit, like, throwing an empty beer can, like, there's not a lot of weight behind it, so it's kind of impressive to, like, launch that onto the ice.
1: Yeah, and that was the most offensive part to me, was, like, it didn't appear many of them were empty. (laughs) And at that point in the game, like, they've stopped beer sales for quite a while. It's like when you're in an extra innings baseball game and they show the crowd and someone's drinking a beer. I'm going to be like, where the fuck did you get that? And let me get one. It's got to be, like, piss warm. Oh, yeah. But I just... It's probably, like you guys said, Tampa's winning Game 7, and if I had to put money on it right now, I'd say Tampa, because they're so much better. But that's probably the the last game at Nassau. I get it. You wanted to participate in the fun, but maybe don't throw full beer cans at your player.
0: I guess they were just treating it like the dump
3: it is. I was gonna say, they're just like, uh, this is a garbage can. I'm glad we never have to come
1: back here again. It's... It's there, like come on. The Spectrum was a dump, and we loved it. The loved Vet him. was a dump, and we loved it. Like it's fun to have a dump. The the nice new place is cool. I wish the Flyers played in a in a silly dump like the Islanders do.
0: <laughs> so I need the Spectrum room, guys.
1: Resurrect it. <laughs> That's when when they were closing the Spectrum, like going to games there, walking around. It was like, oh man, I do miss this place.
2: But it is very obvious why they're closing this shithole. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, you there's one... of... I, I've, I've covered games there and, like, it is a shithole. But it's, it's, an, it's neat. It's, it has it's that, like, character. It's got, it definitely has character. Like, it's, oh, yeah. it has Spectrum vibes, which, like, anybody who ever went to a game of the Spectrum knows, like, how, that feel. Like, it, it's, it's a cool place. So, like, I understand why, even though objectively it's a dump, why the fans are so attached to it.
3: Old old hockey arenas are objectively better for watching hockey.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. No, yeah. there's there's four levels at the Spectrum and everybody pisses in the basement. That's what I love. <laughs> like nobody nobody's better than anybody at the Spectrum because if you got to take a piss, you better get downstairs. Like <laughs> that's it's it's the same for everyone and that's what I really appreciate about that place. All right, so we have a we do have a an elimination game tonight as well. Vegas and Montreal Fucking Montreal, I agree. They are, they have been a lot of fun, and this has been quite a journey for them. Uh, I, You know, they beat Toronto, who's uh, the paper tiger of all paper tigers. They beat Winnipeg, who's, like, terrible. And then it's like, yeah, Vegas, you know, one of the great teams. And now they're up on them. How the fuck is this happening? Like, it, it, I, again, I thought, like, okay, you had your fun, but now the party's over. And tonight, it could be over for Vegas, who is one of the three best teams in the league. Um, what the fuck am I watching?
0: (laughs) It's a great question. I don't know. And I I love that Vegas has the old like goalie identity crisis that the Flyers had a few years back with two good goalies. Yeah, right. That gets me there.
1: Yeah. They can't pick the right great one. <laughs> they can't pick the right Vezina candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- let me ask you, like, I, I understand just wanting to get Flurry a little rest, and they did it um you know, they did it coming out of the uh the first round series. They played Laner just in game one, basically tossed game one away against Colorado. But after Laner has the uh the game he had against Montreal, how do you go back to Flurry? Like, that seems wrong. It's not goalies that's—regardless of what goalie they start, they can't score. And a team that can't score already playing against Carey Price, like, it's going to be difficult for you. But <clears throat> how do you go with Laner there?
2: So I think— that's, Or how do you go with Flurry there? So, so my, my understanding—and this is, like, more or less what it looked like in practice and whatnot— I think there's the same thing happened in the in the series against Colorado, where they went with Laner in Game One and he got shelled, and then they went right back to Flair in Game Two, and and I think a lot of people were like, well, they just went back to Flair in Game Two because Laner got shelled. But I honestly think that like what we're forgetting about Mark Andre Flurry because he had such a good year is that he's pretty old, and I really yeah he's a hundred years yeah, and old, and I really think a lot of this is just that they don't want to overwork him. So I really believe Laner playing that game was less about the fact that Flair gave up one of the most hilarious goals I've ever seen to, to let Montreal tie at the game before, and more about the fact that, like, when they see him getting tired, they have to sit him. But the plan is never like, well, we're sitting you because you played poorly, and then the other guy might take your job. It's always, we're sitting you to give you a rest, but you're still the guy for this playoff run. So I really think that's what happened here, is that they played Laner not because they were pissed at Flurry, but because it was like... We got to give yeah. him a couple days off. He's getting a little dra- getting a little drained, getting a little gas, But like, we're gonna make it clear to both guys before Laner plays that this is a one-time thing. If you make sixty saves in a shutout, it doesn't matter. You're only in for one game, so make it count.
3: Imagine so having like, that luxury in the playoffs <laughs> to be able to flip flop your goalies.
1: What, not nice. just, like, it's not because, like, Ryan Parent fucking I was fell say, on Brian Boucher and as as wouldn't get w- off of him.
3: As soon as the words left my mouth, I had a flashback, and I was like, no, nah, it's not. It's not good. Don't was
1: that actually Was do it that. Parent? <laughs> I feel
0: like it was Parent.
1: I but mean, I, I blame him for
0: everything from that era, so that sounds yeah, right. Parent or Cryjack,
3: yeah. one of those two. <clears throat> two
1: minutes So I out. have, I have some good, funny troll stuff here. Um you? This is just for Charlie. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> with with these Montreal... With these Montreal Canadiens having this magical run and they're a game away from uh, the Stanley Cup final, which is i just, again, we're living in an alternate reality. Our boy Cole Caulfield, who went one pick after Cam York, three goals, five assists, and 14 playoff games so far. How in the fuck did they think it was prudent to scratch him to start these playoffs? That's hilarious. I mean, he's very small, Bill. So yeah, you know. like that's the thing. If he was two inches taller, would he have played the first
2: whatever two three games? Yeah, like, probably. Is that's that correct. what we're yeah. talking works, about?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. That's an he NHL. Would have
1: gone in the top five in the draft. So.
2: In all, in all yeah. honesty, I am not. And like, I am a defender of the Montreal Canadiens. I think they're a good team. I think they're a better team than a lot of people gave him credit for entering the playoffs. I don't think their coach is that good. Like he I, I, I still. Think. I still think they're kind of coasting off of Claude Julien's systems, which were very good, and they're just going to keep kind of rolling on that, but I'm not convinced that, like, this guy is actually a really good evaluator talent.
3: Habs fans are ready to fire him in the first round, so I tend to agree.
1: But that's a, like, I I agree that they're, they're better than the regular season they had, and we saw them in the playoffs last year, and they were a tough out. Like, they... They had speed. Uh, they they have some depth. Uh, good blue line, but how how did they have the regular season they had in that division,
2: and then do this? Carey like, Price, Price, Price really, not is, being is that, that good. All it is. I like, mean, that was part of it. Price but, played like he we didn't play great. I don't think he was awful. He just didn't play nearly this good. They had a weird season wasn't because Carey like Price, yeah. if if you remember they actually started out the season incredibly like they were there were like tweets about like they were the best team in the north division and oh my god look at the great offseason mark Bergevan had which i do think he had a good offseason but like there was a lot of like hype around that team and then they just collapsed and that's when they fired julian and i just feel like there was it just was one of those like turmoil seasons where, you know, the goalie isn't playing that well, you change coaches midstream, so you got that like, okay, well, we got to figure out what we are now under a new coach, and sometimes those types of situations, a team just underachieves a bit, and I think that's more or less what happened with Montreal, it was just a weird season for, in an already weird season because of the nature of this season, but I always think they were a good team, the big thing was, was that if Price is Price again, they're dangerous, and then the playoffs hit, and Price flipped the switch, and now he's Price again. And holy shit! Also, their penalty kill got a lot better in the playoffs. And I, I don't, I don't know enough about what was wrong with the penalty kill in the regular season, but it's been really freaking good in the playoffs, and that's allowed them to kind of deal with the fact that like their power play is never going to be that great. So, a couple things, but yeah, I just think it was a weird season. They changed coaches. Price wasn't that good, and you know, shit happens.
0: So Carrie Price was just lulling everybody to sleep, just saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I'm not that good anymore. Surprise! I'm still He's awesome. Just load
1: managing. That's I uh You know, Kelly, you, you say he was just load managing as a joke, but you know I just wanted to say managing his load. Yeah. It's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's not untrue. No, it's like, not. Uh, I don't think he had a bad season on purpose, but if you're a goalie of that of that ilk at a certain age, like we're talking about Flurry running out of gas, you know, it looks like Carey Price has plenty left in the tank right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's about to win a Con Smythe Award, for fuck's sake, which I, I can't remember who tweeted it yesterday, but someone was like, I can't wait for the, uh, for the think pieces on actually Carey Price's contract is awesome. After just because of one playoff run, like it's it's happening, oh, it's we're a, gonna see it. People are uh-huh. writing them already. There are, oh, they're saved in drafts, they're written. It's they're just waiting, they're just waiting to be sent. Uh, so uh, another fun troll thing we already know in the 2017 draft, the Flyers had the second pick and got a bust. And picks three, four, and five, Heiskin, and McCarr, and Pedersen are legit superstars. Well, let's add another one to the list. The Flyers, uh... until they won this bullshit. Uh, until they won this bullshit draft lottery in 2017, we're supposed to be picking 13th. Well, guess who went 13th overall? Who
3: was that A guy Bill? named
1: Nick. A guy named Nick Suzuki, oh. who currently leads Montreal in goals, tied for the team lead with five, and he's hmm. second on the team in points with 13. Hmm. <sighs>
3: It is. Why? A, it's
1: extremely why is, flyers. Why is the world like this? For that. Why for do they do this to me? Because the Flyers the beat
0: everybody up in the 70s, and then the hockey gods bad. have decided to just punish us ever since.
3: That's where we are. Winning the lottery is actually bad. Someone retweeted our draft party where we thought we were getting Cole Caulfield, and then they said Cam York's name. Someone retweeted that video into my timeline the other day, and I was uh, sad.
2: So. I
1: saw that. I couldn't. Oh, go ahead, Charlie.
2: No, I was going to say. Um, what really kills me in particular about Nick Suzuki is that, like, not only was he the guy that got taken with the pick the Flyers would have had if they not jumped up, like, before the Flyers won that draft flyer, like, he was the guy I wanted at 13. It was him and, him and, Tol- and Tolvanen. Those were the two guys. And, like...
3: Either one would have been better.
2: Fucking hell. <laughs> I really like Nick Suzuki. He's a really good player.
3: Is he well, short? Would they have taken him anyway? I can't remember how tall he is.
2: I don't know. I I honestly don't. I mean, like, he's, like, 5'11", so he's not big. His big thing, Suzuki's one of those guys. He's, like, a fucking, like, Braden Point where Mm -hmm. he was, his numbers in juniors were awesome, but it was, like, well, he's not big and he's not fast enough to overcome the fact that he's not that big. It's, like, yeah, but he's really, really good. Lo and behold, in the NHL, he's still really, really good.
3: Imagine that good players are good. Whoops, could have predicted.
1: And uh, like, he's not—he's five eleven, so he's not little. But you know, in the playoffs, you can duck under all the cross checks if you're a little (laughs) guy. Like, maybe it's maybe it's actually a small man's game if they have to punch down to punch you. Like, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This this whole thing is so goddamn ridiculous. It's almost like speed is Uh, good. (laughs) Some would say. I love speed guys. Right.
0: Put that on the record.
1: All right. Uh we're going to take uh is that it? Do we have anything else? Oh, yeah, picks. Picks for game for the game tonight. Uh most people will listen after this, but it's fun for posterity. It's an elimination game. Montreal could move on to the fucking Stanley Cup final after tonight's game over the Vegas Golden Knights. Who you got? Game Habs. 6. I'm going Habs.
2: I <sighs> I'm going to go I think I'm going to go Golden Knights. I think this is going seven. But like man, it's just I didn't get a chance to mention this when you guys were talking about the series, but like Vegas is so frustrated right now. Like I mean as as good yeah. as Mark Stone was in in that Colorado series and he was amazing, like he's a mess in this series. Like they are best players, they it just looks like they're it, they look like the same way that Toronto looked the last couple games of that series. Where like they just they can't they can't come to grips with the fact that they're losing, and it's like this isn't the way it was supposed to happen, and they just look like they're a goddamn mess.
3: Can I? Can I? Can I? It's official now.
1: <laughs> like Dave, Dave is, Dave is, is the officially coach. the coach. Hack is the coach.
3: I'm Hack. fucking screaming. Hack. I'm gonna
1: die. Oh I'm my god. I'm die. Like oh, does god. this okay? Now here's a here's a legit question out of this because we are we are hoping that uh, one of the flyers big bigger contracts is selected in the, in the expansion draft.
3: Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah,
1: well that's <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't believe uh, Jake Voracek was the biggest oh, fan. God. Was the biggest fan of Dave Haxtell. Uh I don't believe Dave Hacksall was the biggest fan of Shane Gostasbear. Does this change what you think could happen at this expansion draft? Like, is JVR the only possible option at this point?
2: Well, I can tell you one person they're probably not going to take because Dave fucking loved him. Nick Aubrey Cubell. Man, he was a big Aubrey Cubell fan, right? Played him for oh, like yeah. th- four minutes in ten games when Hextall called him up and it was like, nah, I don't want this guy. Sorry, I'd much rather play Yuri Laterra.
3: So how of an input do you think the head coach gets on this in, in, in
2: all honesty that lot? that was more of a joke like yeah they might still take all the I know I'm I, just wondering. I I I do believe that the the front I mean I'm sure the coach will have some input but the thing is like they've been working on the expansion draft for months and months and months right Yeah, so, they've been doing it for 2 years yeah I mean they'll I'm sure they'll take some input from hack on the Flyers players because like he coached a good portion of them but yeah. you know I I think it's more going to be, like, the front office is like, here's the team, you coach it.
3: Yeah. One would hope. One <laughs>
1: would <laughs> uh, Like, yes, but, uh, like, if they have it narrowed down to three guys, I could see them being like, which one don't you want to, like, you're not going to play who? <laughs> like, that's how I phrase it. Okay, when we go and spend $8 million on Jake Voracek, are you going to put him in the lineup, or should we look elsewhere? I, I i can see that i can see that being part of the conversation uh i what i'm what I'm excited about though is my boy tyrell Tyrell goldborn's gonna get another chance, and <laughs> thank God you know it's been too long since we've seen him in the n h l yeah, has it hey man. He's got NHL legs. That's why they drafted him. All right, we are going to take a uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back on the other side to talk about this depressing fucking orange and black team. All right, fam, we are back, and as promised, it's time to talk a little Philadelphia Flyers. Did I actually even get everyone's pick for that game six? I don't actually think I followed i I did that.
0: not get. Uh, I'm going Vegas. I think they win like four to two or something, but I'm not confident okay. in this pick. I'm picking them, but I'm not confident.
1: Yeah, I uh, I think man, I think that that game, that game five loss killed them. Like, I think it's over. I, I don't Do think right? they have it in them to win. Yeah, like that looked like it. If it, it, once they fell behind, it just it just looked ugly for them. I just and I have it. I I heard from uh somebody with a few sources that two quote unquote top forwards for Vegas are playing through major injuries charlie's point about mark stone i believe it's him uh i believe yeah. it's him and stevenson i believe well, it's stevenson, stevenson. definitely is. yeah stevenson yeah i mean stevenson's playing games. hurt we yeah. that's clear yeah uh that's pretty obvious and that's like we're talking about two-thirds of their top line and if that line's going to be ineffective it allows now that they're back in montreal well it allows the Dano line to just play matchups with the misfit line and then they're going to squeeze the fuck out of this game Vegas already can't score two of their top forwards are hurt it's, it's going to be the Carey Price show I think good
0: for him yeah it's <laughs> well deserved
1: <laughs> everything whenever one of these veteran goalies does something I'm like alright I have the rest of Carter Hart's career to look forward to like that's at least we have that alright All right. let's talk about them Philadelphia Flyers and let's let's dip into some rumor and innuendo, because why the fuck not? Who? What's more fun than a good rumor? Um, Matt Kachuk, once out of Calgary, Hello. the Flyers need to the Flyers need to get tougher. I don't know of two better trade partners than the Flyers and the Flames at this point. Just like two serial underachievers. When you look at their rosters, you go, "Yeah, I'd take like a lot of these players." Um, why don't they just take players from each other? I really really want Kachuk now. Like I think he's exactly what like they need a lot, obviously. They're they had a really bad season. They need a lot. But Kachuk just seems like exactly what they need.
3: It would check a lot of boxes, that's for sure. I would not be mad about that move, but you have to imagine that. Calgary is going to get a lot of phone calls on that one. So,
2: so I'm going to say this straight up. I have heard that the idea that Makachuk wants out of Calgary is not true. That is God just fucking math. damn it. <laughs>
1: um
2: That's that said, um Calgary does want to make changes, so like you never know. I mean, and Makachuk is exactly the type of player the Flyers could use. I mean, he brings that that grit element, but he's actually good. Um he pisses people off, which would be fun to add to, uh, you know, to the Flyers, absolutely. You know, add some, some of that type of character to the team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, get him if you can, obviously. And, you know, I'd be willing to give up quite a lot for him. Um, but I do not think that this is a case of Makachuk forcing his way out of Calgary. I do not believe that that report is accurate.
1: God damn it, Charlie. <laughs> can you imagine a, a trade with Calgary that didn't include Johnny? Like it would be like I'd I'd get the alert on my phone. Elliot Friedman would tweet like flyers and flames, and I'd open it and no, Johnny, that would it would be both hilarious and bitterly disappointing. But they do have like a bunch of players I really like, so
3: they got some
1: It, it wouldn't be. I, I want We're that- gonna sign him in free agency after this season anyway, but I I, I would just like to get him here now.
0: Like, I want that to happen, that trade for somebody on the Flames that isn't Johnny Gaudreau, just to see, like, certain hot takes from local writers that are just, like, melt down because they've been waiting for this Johnny Gaudreau move forever.
1: (laughs) Uh, If he doesn't want out, that's... uh, He doesn't seem... If I'm the Flames, and I am a serial underachiever, like, I know it's wrong to want to trade your best guys, But it just seems like Chuck's one of the guys you'd want to hold on to. Like, he's the type of dude. He's the type of dude you'd be like, yes, we need this. Even, like, is he their best player? No. Could he be better? Yeah. Could he have had better playoffs or whatever? Sure. But, I don't know. Him and, uh, who's the one? Lindholm. Like, it's. Those are the ones I'd want to hold on to.
0: Kachuk okay, would be killer on the Flyers top six. Like, it just, as you said, like a guy who can draw penalties, piss people off. You know, basically everything we want Travis Konechny to consistently be. <laughs> when Travis Konechny yeah. is his best, he does that. But, you know, Kachuk does that more consistently, at least Good as far as... Good Travis Konechny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it makes me sad knowing it would be Travis Konechny as part of this trade. And I just, I still think he's got it like i I think he's gonna be that player, but he's been so inconsistent. I just
3: he's gonna be Ugh. better once Nolan Patrick is gone. I firmly believe like, uh, <laughs> I firmly believe <laughs> that nolan Kel- Patrick is dragging him down the
2: Kelly Hinkle conspiracy theory is
1: it like? Mm-hmm. Is it like the Shen brothers, like Luke was bullying Brayden, <laughs> and once Luke was gone, Shen became a point-of-game player?
3: I think that Travis Konechny thinks that Nolan Patrick is the cool guy, and so he wants to be like nonchalant and not give a fucky like Nolan Patrick, because that's cool. And as soon as that energy is gone, Travis Konechny will be fine.
1: Who the hell thinks, like, why, like tra- Travis Konechny's actually good. Why would he think Nolan Patrick's the cool guy?
3: Because <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> he's real, <laughs> real dumb.
1: That could be. That, that could certainly be.
0: <laughs> it's good. Top-notch analysis from Kelly Ankle here.
3: That's what I do here, folks.
1: <laughs> so, Charlie, oh wh- what do you think? Like, uh, the Flames want to make changes. You don't believe in this uh, Kachuk once out. It is so hard for me to say, I know it's Kachuk. Like, I know it is. I know it's him and his brother. I know Keith. I know their name is Kachuk. Kachuk. It's so hard for me not to silence the K and pronounce the T. Like uh, I wanna say tu chuk. Kichuk.
3: Tchuk. Keith Kachuk has been a hockey player like for your entire life. your, your entire life. you not know yeah. how to say Kachuk. It had that
1: commercial, Bill. Just, the sound that the puck hits going to the uh, back of the net. Kachuk. Kachuk. He used to <laughs> I, I used to trade for him in my NHL franchise every time. Same. I, I don't know. I don't I don't know why I'm the way I am, but we could say that about, you know, a lot of things I do on this show. Um
2: <laughs> yeah. to to answer your question though, Bill, I mean, I've always thought going into this offseason that the Flyers and Flames make a lot of sense as trade partners. And there's... Qu- like they just fit. They really fit. I mean, both teams want to make changes to to shake things up a bit. You know, they're both... The, I don't think the Flyers are in the same position as Calgary, but there's a, a lot of the same narratives are surrounding both those teams. The idea that, like, the mix is wrong and there needs to be changes. But, like, th- there's... The Goudreau thing has always been fascinating to me because there's, and I've said this on the show before, like there's long been an assumption that when Goudreau hits UFA status that he's going to come to Philly. Like it's always been discussed, not just here, but like that's discussed like in hockey circles all across the country. Oh, it's that, like, like a,
1: it's a, it's a thought. Everybody like, it's it, it's, home.
2: it's absolutely a thing. And, come home, beca- and because of that, like, Goudreau makes I a think weird Kevin Hayes was part of it. sense. Well, yeah, I mean, they're friends. They're buddies they went to college together. But, I mean, a lot of it is just that, like, you know, it's it's his home. Yeah. And guys like to go home. Well, some guys do. Um, but I think that there's <laughs> an element of, like, if Goudreau got traded somewhere else, he would be kind of like a rental type. But if Goudreau gets traded to Philly, it's like, well, you're trading for him because you know he's going to re-sign with you. So there's an added value there. I just got a about Hatstall, by the way. What's that about Hack? I just it, crack and
0: hire Dave Hackstall as first head coach. I just got an athletic notification on that.
2: All right. Well, oh, I glad love that Glad our site's pushing it out. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> that so to, because of that, Goudreau, you know, unless the Flyers just don't like him. Like, they just don't think he's a fit for the team. But I mean, he's a damn good player. I think he's a fit for the team.
1: I I see. I can see the personality issue they might have with him, but fuck,
2: I don't care. I just—I don't think. Him. Like, just I mean, give me the is, goddamn. Is there talk that he, like I've never heard talk that he's a bad guy?
1: Me neither. No, not not a bad guy. Uh, I just think I, I don't even want to say personality fit. I just think like they are a team of serial underachievers, and the Flyers are perpetual underachievers i wouldn't want i wouldn't want to combine like i wouldn't want to bring someone of that culture in and just be like all right uh you're with kevin hayes now it's college. have fun like i I think those two would be richards and carter which Mm. hey that was cool (laughs) it was cool they were good but also it led to you know uh an explosion that wasn't richards (laughs) and carter's fault well, Just the idiots no, in the front office. Let's
0: talk about Triad. Sure.
3: Oh no, they're having fun <laughs> on the summers with girls and drinks at the beach.
2: <laughs> oh Kelly, at least these two <laughs> <been> always, always <laughs> the Mike Richards defender.
1: Till I die, they won't be at least like these two won't be twenty three. I guess is that like Maybe. they'll be grown ass, they'll be grown ass men a little bit. Like, well, they. Uh, more, more so than when Richards and Carter, like, Richard and Carter, like Richard Carter, were children, Fair. and they were like, "Here's seventy million dollars. What will <laughs> you do with it?" Like
0: they were young enough to not be creeps hanging out at Temple frat parties. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what else do we? I don't even know what what's left on this outline now. Um, I'm just,
0: I'm just so happy yeah. for Dave Hackstall getting another shot. Yeah, like I really deserved. threw this show, we're off. all just over the jo- it's, it's, over the moon for him.
1: I can't... I just got the notifications, too. Like, it's sitting here, the one from The Athletic, just sitting here on my phone. I'm like, like, Charlie,
0: I'm sorry he's... to interrupt you there. It's just, like, it, the fact that it was official and we talked about it, it's just, like... It's just unbelievable to me. We
2: i did not
3: like, take a bad uh, player. Uh, so not so the, clear cap for us.
2: So, the point I'll make about Hack, and, and this is something that I've always... I've always believed, even going back to, like, the end times with Hacksaw. I don't think he's as bad as Flyers fans... Eventually came to believe he was like. I don't think he's like the worst coach ever. I don't think his systems are inherently bad, but I don't think he's good. Or at least he wasn't in Philly, and that became abundantly clear that he wasn't that good when Elaine Vino came in and like within one season turned the Flyers into a good team. Um, and was pretty much. I mean, yeah, they had they improved a little bit on the defense, but like, I don't know. It's he. Hack will have have to have improved a lot in terms of, particularly in terms of his player evaluation abilities to make this work in Seattle. Because, like, I get that it's the expansion drafts, they're probably going to have a deep team, but they're going to have guys that kind of stink. And Hack needs to be a lot better at evaluating which guys stink. Because if he's not, this ain't going to work.
1: Well, that's, like, the front office has to do the job of not giving him, like, those toys for him to fucking Mm -hmm. fall in love with and leave, you know, the actual good shit at the bottom of the toy chest. Like, Charlie, you and I always talk about Moneyball. Like, remember when the manager just wouldn't play Billy Bean's lineup, so he's like, fuck it, I'll trade all the players I'm want to play over my guys. Like,
2: like, just don't give him the toys. One underrated screw-up of Hack... Is that like in retrospect, he ruined Pierre Edouard Belmar. He ruined him because Pierre Edouard yeah. Belmar, when he left Philly, became a good statistical player. And it became abundantly clear that the only reason why his numbers stunk in Philly is because he was joined at the hip to Chris Vandevelde, who was like an average German Not an NHL player. player. Like he wasn't even like, yeah, a, like, good Euro, like a good Euro player. <laughs> He shouldn't have been in the NHL. And the guy played 81 games in a season, joined at the hip oh to Belmar, who in retrospect was actually good. Like he's play played Remember a major on- role on two can- cup contenders.
1: <laughs> Remember on night eighty-two when they scratched him? He played in 81 consecutive games. And like at this point, like Chris Vandevelde was my personal enemy. And I was like, how are you gonna fuck him like this? How
3: are you- <laughs> C- it was a. Tro- you know, it was like an ultimate troll move. Like it you're pouring
0: like- sugar into his gas tank, and you're like, "Why would you do this to Vandavaldi? Why would you scratch him?" <laughs>
2: like- well, I've I've always said the thing How- that annoyed me. The, the thing that annoyed me annoyed me the most about that is that. It took from us, like, we had to watch Chris Vandevelde for 81 games, and you took yeah. from us the ability to make fun of you for playing Chris Vandevelde in 82 games. <laughs> like, if, yeah, if, like, if you're going to gonna make us suffer through that, you got to give us the ability to make that joke as funny as possible.
1: Yeah, I have to make the caveat now, like, 81, not a full season. I have to make the 81 straight fucking like it's just yeah
2: like like like, we can't it doesn't roll off the tongue as well as like and he was so bad he played chris vandervelde in every game of a season
1: (laughs) that shit i i I will say in dave haxtell's defense which i'll never that i'll never say on this show again i promise like the first month he was here i thought the flyers like suddenly were playing a fun style which they just did not under craig berubi and then, in that month, uh, every odd man rush became a goal. So, I thought he had to adjust and make the team more boring, considerably more boring, because, like, every odd man rush can't be a goal. If you're going to play pressure offense, you have to have some sort of uh, confidence in in the one defenseman who's going to be in the two-on-one, and the goalie, and rightfully so, he had
2: none of that confidence. I don't think. I don't think Hack's systems, particularly his defensive systems, are bad. The one glaring flaw in his systems that he ran and his tactics that he ran in Philadelphia was the insane overreliance on point shots. That was batshit. Yeah. and that was the, the one low to thing high was
1: like the thing that we was talked all, about that was hindsight.
2: their entire offense. It was their entire offense. Like it was all about you know getting tips and getting traffic and blasting away from the point and it's just not an efficient way to create offense in the nhl you just don't score that much now maybe he changes that and also maybe in seattle he goes with a different offensive zone style but in philly that was the style and not only was it mind mind numbingly boring it just didn't work
1: and like it not only was it boring, but the reliance on these defensemen, like, yes, Ghost, especially the, you know, the first year and all that, but outside of Gostisbear, it was like, yep, and we're setting up Luke Shen. Like, this is, this is what we were doing. We're relying on these defensemen to produce offense who were, like, the worst offensive players in the fucking league. <laughs> that was, and that's, I mean, that's the story of Dave Haxtall just relying on bad players, but. We'll see. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm. Am I awake? Like, is this really? Is this actually did happening? Did I sleep through the show? It's happening. Did I sleep through the show and- <laughs> pinch
2: Phil Matz, he must I. Be I, I think. I really do think I'm the thing. That, the thing that shocks me the most about this is not that like. It's not that Dave Haxtell eventually got a, another head coaching job because as Kelly said, it was he's, happen. he's now part of the hockey men crew and we obviously can mm-hmm. only choose from this select group. We can't do anything that's actually outside the box because however will we survive if we do that? Um, so I, I'm not surprised he eventually got a job. I'm just surprised that considering the other coaches that were on the market that they went with Hack. Yes. Because yes. there were definitely more established names with track records of actual success that were available instead of taking a flyer on a guy who really didn't succeed (laughs) in his first go-around.
1: Is
3: it possible that Dave Haxtell with a beard is a good coach? (laughs) It makes all the difference. Maybe that was the ticket.
2: He has a beard now. It's very possible we could have some, like, you know, like Samson shit here with, like, yeah, I mean... (laughs) Yeah, he he went. <laughs> he
1: he, we he most. The, Fair is, the more coaching, better <laughs> it is in coaching. How is like? I know the Pacific is cold, but the waves are decent. How's the wakeboarding out? Oh,
3: he's gonna have a lot of fun wakeboarding out there. I, I, I mean, I, big I will boat, big boat culture.
2: I will give I will give Mike Sealski credit on this. Within seconds <laughs> after it was announced he oh, no. retweeted his article and was like, and complete with pictures of him wakeboarding. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, what that's is awesome. wrong
3: with that man? God. <laughs> oh, that's
2: awesome. God. I, love I mean, it. I, I, I respect love the, I respect the troll. I respect the troll.
3: Why is he like that? <sighs> Can somebody just put I... Wipeout
0: playing in the background during all this talk? It'd be perfect.
2: I'll, all I know, like, you
1: guys, you guys had me convince, like, I was saying, well, maybe Vegas will, or maybe Seattle will do some dumb shit, and you guys were like, no, they're no. they're gonna really rely on analytics. They're gonna be a smart front office. They're gonna do the right thing. Like maybe Dave Haxtell is a much better coach than I'm giving him credit. So like, but there's no way this was the right choice.
3: Toronto's there's defense no didn't get way. better, right? Like Tur- he was in, he was the defense guy in Toronto, and yeah, defensive penalty did, go. It did improve. I don't remember what their penalty kill was like. I don't know, but I, I don't. I feel well, like no, the, the only way this LePierre, ends here. in this universe is for him to like win the Jack Adams. Like that's oh, the only oh, way. Jack this Adams ends.
0: and the Cup, 100%. the first year, the Seattle Hacking are gonna do it.
3: i oh, know Steve. Not I'm that. fucking the Seattle, Seattle hacking. hacking. Oh my god. <laughs> is, hacking is
1: the Jack Adams. I'm I'm opening up DraftKings right now okay. I'm going for the Jack Adams market. I am gonna put. <laughs> I haven't even signed this mortgage yet, and I'm gonna put it on the fucking. <laughs> <Jack>. <laughs> <laughs> and Captain Jake for a chick. Oh my goodness gracious! This is what a day. Uh, nothing nice can if ruin they my took day. Robert Haig.
3: I mean, like we do need the cab space. But oh baby, Robert take Haig. Robert
2: Haig. Haig, Yes.
3: Oh He's god, no. Reliable in all three zones.
2: They're gonna
0: lead the league, <sighs> in hits If that happens. Actually, so I-
2: I'm you. shocked. It- I'm shocked it took me this long to think of it. What is Andrew McDonald doing? Can, oh, they, bring Can they bring he's him swimming. back? Can they bring him back? We need that veteran leadership on the top pair to drag down whatever good young defenseman they get in expansion. Vince Dunn. Vince Dunn. He needs that help. He needs that help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's going to be... He, Andrew McDonald is swimming in his vault of gold coins. And, <laughs> Scrooge McDuck style. And he's, uh, he can't probably play, but uh, I... I'd be willing to bet he's on the fucking coaching staff. I was going to say. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew,
2: McDonald, Andrew McDonald did not play last season. His last oh, no, period of play. He didn't play when he fucking played. His last season was in the Swiss League in 2019-2020, where he finished with one point in 15 games. I'm, right. thinking, wow. I'm thinking we got to sign him. I'm thinking the Seattle Kraken, got to sign this guy, got to bring him back over. I mean, however will a Dave Haxtell coach team survive without Andrew McDonald getting far too many minutes? Uh,
1: 23 minutes a night. the tonight.
3: cornerstone of a system. Like,
1: yeah, tw- like, number one D pair. Here you go, Provy. Good luck.
3: Oh my See, God. that's the thing. What like, when I think world. about it, like, he did not have the ideal. He's roster. a bad guy. He coach. did not. No, he did he not. He didn't. But. That said, he did not do the most with what he had. He regularly played worse players than he needed to because he decided that they were good. Like, I I don't want to hear from Flyers fans that he's actually a good coach and that the Flyers... No, like, it's just... Kelly, I don't
2: think think you're going to hear from any Flyers fans that he's actually a good coach. I think you're going to hear from a lot of national people that he's actually a good coach.
3: Fair.
1: It's like, yes, maybe the Flyers only armed him with, like, a cap gun to to fucking defend himself but then he was like what if i eat it
3: yeah like, <laughs> you know what's <laughs> you know what's funny is that reading all of these releases they say that he coached in north dakota they say that he was an assistant in toronto i haven't seen a single former head coach of the philadelphia flyers like, like not a one
0: Oh, they whitewashed it that. An it's not a failure.
3: <laughs> it was an absolute failure, and I guess that we're just deciding that. He's he a new
0: coach. Happen. They got him straight from college. Yeah.
3: Who
2: I, I think my g- he would do
3: in the NHL?
2: Yeah. I, I think my general view of Hack in Philly is that I don't like Hack wasn't the reason the Flyers were bad. He wasn't the problem, but I also he was not going to be the solution either. Correct. So it was like, okay, well once once has gone, like why? Why is he still here? Like you need to change it up, and like I think if you get, I think if you give Dave Hackstall a good like a true talent good hockey team, I don't think he's going to dramatically drag them down. I just don't think he's going to dramatically drag up a team either.
3: No, you, know, I, you I take think he's, Ian, yeah, he's he's one of those coaches that will make poor decisions that are going to and, and
2: and they all in do a negative way. They all of do. Of course, they do. I think he makes, but he more. will do them more regularly.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, like we were saying at the top of the show, like Montreal is a, a a win away from going to the Stanley Cup final, and like they're healthy, scratching Cole Caulfield to start the
3: playoffs. <laughs> yeah. like, all, all, coaches all coaches are, coaches are bad. Are bad. Yeah. All
1: coaches are bad. Absolutely. Um, I don't even know at this point. Uh, Matt Dumba, are we getting him?
2: I mean, they're they're talking. Maybe? They're they've they've definitely looked it into seems, him. I can, I can confirm that.
1: It seems very. I, I'm fine with that. Wouldn't they could use it. him, but um, man, just making a trade with with fucking Minnesota just seems like, yep, this is the route we're taking. The we're only one. gonna t- like, yeah, this, this is this is what we're bringing doing. bringing back the good old days. Bi- yeah, exactly. We're calling up Billy G, <laughs> and this is this is this is all we're gonna do is is this shit. Like Don't want to take had, a risk.
0: It's like no when riskiness. they just had you... the David Poyle hotline on at all times like i think they just had a red phone that went just as straight to david boyle for all their trade offers yeah
2: yeah my, my thing with We're, dumba is not okay the, the good of matt dumba for the flyers very good offensive defenseman so i actually my preference to pair with proveroff is a more offensively oriented defensive because i think pro actually is better defensively than he is offensively so that's good he's got a bomb of a point shot so he'd help the power play and he's physical. Like, he likes to hit. And that would, be, that would be cool to add that element. The negatives is, like, I don't think he's a great defenseman. I think, ideally, like, he's a really, really good second pair defenseman. And I would like a player better than a really good second pair defenseman. But, like, he's good. Yeah, th- so he'd help.
1: No matter what, they need two defensemen. Uh, like... Dumba seems like the upper tier of the second guy that they need, mm-hmm. but n- they still need that first fucking guy, like, so badly. Um, I know Charlie's got to run. We've been talking a while now. Uh, anybody have anything else? Oh, yeah, we're over an hour.
3: I, I my brain has been does totally fried.
1: Th- I don't, I don't, I don't
3: I got even nothing know what in the my, fuck I don't know Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have a, a work meeting at two. I don't know what, I don't know what's happening I, anymore. My whole gotta... brain is just dead. <laughs> I gotta sign
1: a bunch of papers. (laughs) Yeah, Dave Hack. Like I feel like I got scratched for Yuri Laterra. I I am in disarray. My brain is ceasing to function because of what went down in these in this hour of recording this show. Dave Haxtall's the fucking coach of the Seattle Kraken. And this is what incredible. a time to all be right. alive. What a time. I'm just glad we recorded that... when this happened. That's, that's all that matters. is. <laughs> I- I'm so happy. Uh, t- Charlie t- totally opening the show with that, I thought he was kidding. Like, I- I- <laughs> this is. It sounded like a joke. Then I got the alerts. Uh, This is, uh, uh, we have to wrap it up because I'm just going to be in in shock for the next 20 (laughs) minutes if we don't. All right. That is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you know what you got to do. You got to hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts and boom, you get this show. You get Flyperbole with Steve Jaco. You get uh the, uh, what the hell is it? The checking out the competition when the season starts, post games. You get so much content. I can't even name it all. So do that and uh, you'll be happy. You don't need to go anywhere else for Flyers coverage. I'd recommend you check out The Athletic, but, like, you know, that's up to you. Uh, that's it. I would recommend um, it too. Yeah, for Charlie, for Kelly, for Steve, my name is Bill Matts. Steph will be back next week. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about sports?
3: Yeah!